it's Jules and welcome to day 14 of the 15 days that I am posting about the Hispanic Yule Lads. There are 13 of them, but the first episode was kind of just an overview and then the episode tomorrow will be just the final part of the poem. But today, or this evening actually, is when the last Icelandic Yule Lad comes to town. And what's really interesting about this individual is that in previous years, he was named the most popular Icelandic Yule Lad. And that was mainly because he comes on, you know, what would be the night before Christmas Eve or what, you know, Christmas Day for uh, Icelanders. And the 24th is what I'm talking about. And kids normally get the best gift that next day. <laughs> so that's why this individual, I think, or at least that's what the consensus is or thoughts behind it is as to why why he would be considered one of the favorites or the favorite, because when you hear about him, you might feel differently. <laughs> Just my opinion in terms of acts that he does. So if you have not been able to check out previous episodes or you're just coming into day 14, just finding the podcast, maybe someone shared it with you, then don't fret because in the show notes are links to the previous episodes. So feel free to check those out. And I hope you enjoy the series. I'm just going to get into reading the Icelandic version of the poem, then the English version, and share an Icelandic Christmas tradition at the end. Þrettandi var kertasnikir. Þá var tíðin kult. Ef ekki kom hann síðastur, á aðfangadags kvöld. Hann eldi litlu börnin sem brostu glöð og fín. Og trillu um bæinn. Meth Tolgar Kertensin. In English, the thirteenth was Candle Beggar. Twas cold, I believe, if he was not the last of the lot on Christmas Eve. He trailed after the little ones who, like happy sprites, ran about the farm with their fine tallow lights. So this Candle Beggar in essence, wants to eat the tallow candles or the lights that these children have on the farms because tallow is like this is made from fat. And so in essence, it's this, you know, candle beggar is running after these children who have their candles. And it's kind of, I think it's kind of scary, to be honest, is the idea of like having to run away from this thing, you know, in the darkness who wants to get you and take your light that you're using because it's dark out on Christmas Eve, which we're talking about, like I mentioned, the twenty um, fourth is when Icelanders celebrate Christmas, and the day before, on the twenty third, which is the evening in which this candle beggar comes, is Saint Thorlakur's Day, and Thorhaldson is the patron saint of Iceland. And he was the Bishop of Skalholt from 1178 until his death on December 23rd, 1193. So the 23rd, in essence, is a day that is in celebration, is a feast that happens. Now, some people might find it interesting that the feast in which Icelanders take part in, or many of them, not everybody, is eating something called skata. 
I feel like I need to just take a moment because the smell of scatha, it is a fermented, well, it's a, it's a type of, you know, fish, but the way it's eaten is, or prepared is it's fermented or, you know, putrefied. And scatha translates to the fish skate. So I'm not sure if you ever had skate. I've had it way back in the day. Definitely never had it when it was putrefied. But the smell is very, very strong. There's some Icelanders who, when they smell skatha, that's like, that is just reminds them of Christmas. And there are places where they're preparing the skate and you could be driving and the smell just like hits you in the car. And it's like, oh, it's literally rotten fish <laughs> smell, you know. And people go to restaurants where they have these feasts, they have it laying out. Some people host it in their homes. So there's a couple of things to know if you ever want to try skate is or fermented scatha or scatha is actually just fermented scatha. But if you ever want to try it, know to wear clothes that you don't really care for because there's a good chance you might either have to throw them away or it's really hard to get the smell out because the smell is that strong. So this is not a thing you go to dressed up in your best clothes, especially something that can hold on to scents, just as FYI. And if you are living in an apartment building, you might have to endure it if your neighbor doesn't think about the fact that Skata could smell up, you know, the outdoors, meaning the corridor. But there are people who refuse to ever make Skata or allow Skata in their house because it is very hard to get the smell out of their clothes or furniture or whatever. So, yeah, that is definitely a unique Christmas tradition here in Iceland. And... I don't have any comment on the taste. I've just heard that it like burns your mouth depending on the degree of uh, strength of the fermentation. So there's all different types of, you know, delicacies, if you will, out there in Iceland that are super fascinating. So tomorrow's the last one. And that's just the end of the poem. And I'll, and I'll of course, give some more information. If you are enjoying this series, which I really hope that you are, I've been enjoying doing it and sharing this information please share it with someone who you think would enjoy it and also leave a review for the podcast so that other people can find it listen and enjoy all right hopefully you tune in tomorrow for the last one bye